Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today is episode 112, and really happy to have back on returning guest after only a few weeks with some great updates, uh, Katie Lynch-Lindgren, the uh, director of PR, events, marketing, all of the above over at Greenstem. Katie, thanks for coming back on so soon. Thank you for having me, Ryan. It's good to see you, Kevin. Good to see you, Tom. Good to see you as well, Katie. Awesome, awesome. Tom, uh, I want to say hello. How's everything going up there? I know you're back in town and the uh, weather's changing. Oh, yeah. It's uh, hoodie weather in the morning and uh, shorts in the afternoon time of year up here. And uh, But the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. And uh, we have our friend Katie here, so it's a good day. Yeah. Awesome. yeah I'm lighting my joint now. All right. <laughs> Kevin. Oh, back down here in Lansing with me and the sun's out. We don't have clouds as well. So how's it going? Sun's out, guns out, right? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, be. yeah Let's dude, see uh, it's <laughs> bumping them. Uh, Tom, oh boy, he has been working yeah. out. Yeah, uh, Tom's like crazy. Tom. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tom, it's the same down here, buddy. It's been sweatshirt more, uh, morning weather and then uh, shorts in the afternoon. But it looks like tomorrow and the rest of the week we're going to be in the mid to high 80s so uh yeah i'm excited that we still got nice warm weather and we're we're kind of getting into the fall months so uh yeah keep it coming yeah there's yeah. only four more months until the new year <laughs> and that's terrifying but it's gonna be good. <laughs> yep yep now one one very eventful year so katie and um wanted to give you a little bit longer introduction like we always always do and you know, I first had uh, heard about Greenstem through um, some of my friends, um, specifically uh, Mark Passerini. I'd known uh, your dad, George, and had great interactions with him back at home in medicine and um, just had great things to say. And I'd heard a lot about you guys and uh, I tried to get into your store, I think, early on to no avail. And, uh, um, you know, uh, worked at it and, and eventually, um, you know, um, last uh, winter at the MICA, um, you know, winter gala, um, we all got to meet meet up. I got to meet uh, your brother Zach and um, really hit it off. And and ever since then, it's been you know a great relationship with the goal of uh, of uh, for and on my end, and I think uh, somewhat your guys' ends too. We just aligned so well um, after hearing your kind of wild story, especially some of George's stories. I want to have him yeah, on sometimes to, to, to tell some of those. Um, I love them. And, uh, you know, it's gone from starting out slow to now, you know, we're doing all types of events together, sponsoring each other's events. Um, and really, uh, you know, Greenstem's really moved to the, to the, the point where, you know, you guys are, are, you know, if not top, top, top three or four, uh, redemption stores in a short period of time. And we've, we're thankful for the relationship and uh you know when we we did legalize and you know all of us you know here worked so hard on it um yeah you know like what you guys have done is is what i would uh would want to see happen you know like it's it's awesome you wouldn't see that in some of the other states so and, yeah um, you we know, definitely appreciate the the accolades you know and 
it's it feels good to be able to be recognized but like i mean we've got an expungement fair happening right now in our parking lot down at greenstem josie's down there with glenn and um or with the great lakes expungement network and then um we've got kyle from treetown and sugarbush is there as well for that double mm -hmm. Monday, day and they're doing like a full expungement fair for four hours and doing screenings and stuff like that so i mean i know that like my dad like he he had heard the phrase been told to him a few weeks ago or maybe a little over a month ago now where it was just like hey it's time to put your money where your mouth is and it's just like well we've got actions you know what i mean yeah. like we we want to we want to be able to support everything and sometimes doing something um speaks a lot you know and we just we like to be involved and being privately owned it's really important to us in order to be able to not just give back and become a part of the community but make a difference um and i think that it speaks well like it speaks well to who we are as people that's that's great well why don't why don't we jump right into that you know you know um maybe three four or five minutes kind of say tell a little bit about your past and how greenstem came to be with your family yeah um to summarize so it's my mom and dad and then um myself and my little brother michael zachary and then my husband adam and our two college friends or high school and then through college years um, but our friends crew and cheryl um crew does our grow cheryl is our compliance i do like pr and events and stuff like that and i get to touch marketing and play with them and then my brother does purchasing and he has a big focus on operations at the retail um, and my husband runs our lab then my mom and dad are just like epically my mom and dad. My mother plays the mom role really well. She makes sure that like the kitchen is like fully stocked. <laughs> she does all of our Costco runs and she makes sure everybody's safe and that, you know, that everybody is happy or being heard. And then, um, you know, my dad is just like, he's a, he's a great CEO, like a guy that just kind of runs it like it, like he's your dad. He's going to sit you down and he's going to tell you when he's disappointed and you're really going to feel it. <laughs> but when he gives you that pat on the back and he's just like, man, you know, this was great. It, your world melts. Like he's just, he's that kind of guy, like whether it be in the family, people working for us or even those outside, it's just like, man, I really just want your dad's approval. And it's like me too. <laughs> so but it's it's been great you know like working as a family business it's been interesting i think that i would take it every single time hands down over being corporately owned or anything like that um it still feels like we have a soul even when we struggle or have for example like events that go don't go as we had expected um to touch on i know that's one of the things that you had mentioned earlier the cannabis crown event it was, in my opinion, the most organized event when it came, like, it was just, it was so well done. What Jeff and Jenny put together was appropriately sized tents, a great spatial map and reasoning. They understood what the vendors needed, the promises that they made, like when they said that there was going to be Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi that was gonna be able to host retail, it was not just there, but it was set up days before. 
the power was there we had lights we had tables anything we asked for and we hadn't really been experiencing that in events that we had participated in event in before all of the marketing that they said that they were going to do they did it we weren't expected to do it um they provided us with that with very transparent numbers as ticket sales were happening um and i think that when it just came to the event there was a lot happening that weekend there were things there were like six different events across the entire state there was also a grateful dead um tribute concert or there was a bigger grateful dead band process happening in chicago and i think that that pulled quite a bit of our draw in this corner but those that came it was very successful. It was some of the best music I had heard live in a year, maybe two. And as a vendor, I would, I'd do it again to show people this is what, this is what it's supposed to look like. This is what we just needed more people. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, obviously Redemption was down there with a the consumption tent. We sent our, our, our kind of our, our ringer, uh, Josie, to see who yeah. uh, she could outsmoke. I told her to just try, see if anyone challenge everyone to outsmoke them. The biggest guy yeah. you see. Yeah. And, and uh, like, yeah. she had George in there. You guys, you don't understand. She had my dad in there and like George was smoking people under the table. Like, like Josie and Brenda came over, like they came over and hung out like, oh gosh, maybe a week or two after that. Yeah, or before that, and like they, my dad was like, "I'm, I'm, I want to learn how to roll joints just like Josie does," and like he, just, <laughs> he loves hanging out with them. He really loves smoking with Josie, like that. And if he could have done that, or if he could do that all day long, that that would probably be his best. That that would be his best choice. <laughs> so Josie's uh, trick is the boat. She uses the boat method where she. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Krista. Yeah. She rolls some nice oh, ones too. Best, the best. Right? We're a pretty good team when we get together and smoke. It's like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody has their role. That's right. Everyone has a role. Right. <laughs> I can fix a run. Those are the fun party tricks. Like I can fix a run on a joint pretty quickly and very efficiently. Um, but I can't really do anything else. But. <laughs> Well, uh, leading into events and a little bit different type of event, you know, one of the reasons, uh, you know, we uh, wanted to have yourself and uh, possibly George. I know he's got yeah. a, um, there's a MICA board meeting going on right now. And uh, yeah. that's one of the exciting things. Uh, you know, we've lost some members uh, at the board level, but we've gained some, some, some real assets. And of course, George being yeah. one of them. So, you know, after- I was really proud of him when he got when he got not well recognized it, you know, and nominated and then achieved the spot. It's just not because he's my dad, but truly because of like what he stands up for and how vocal he can be about rights and wrongs. And sometimes, you know, like with that vocalness, like it, it, it can be blunt. Some people, sometimes the people can be offended of it, but he's very true to how he feels and what is happening. And I think that it's a good representation of privately owned businesses that are feeling those frustrations where it's like, I'm scared to say something, but I have to say something. So now I'm saying something. Does that make sense? And like, he's a good voice for that. He's a really great representation. I can't, yeah, I can't, I couldn't think of a better person to represent uh, small businesses, medium sized businesses, family owned people that are, Mm. you know, true to, 
you know, true to their roots. Uh, and yeah. uh, and he's such he's so well read in everything that's going on. You know, just love sitting down and yeah, if you picking his brain. Makes, he makes these FYI emails that he sends yeah. out, and they go out all day long. Like he could <laughs> he could be reading something at five fifteen in the morning, and he'll share it to like specific groups. Like, oh, this email pertains to like oil and this is what's happening in these three different states or and i mean nationally and especially hyper focused of course in michigan and the midwest but he is constantly in the know because he reads every online publication every physical publication i don't care if it's broccoli magazine which is a1 magazine by the way but if it's broccoli magazine all the way to high times like i mean marijuana business venture like M like the mj all of them all the mm. publications he reads everything wow. so i mean like you should ask him about his fyi emails if you want to start seeing oh, stuff. I, I gotta, yeah i gotta start getting on it, some of those yeah, yeah i think that it should be like some spot on his instagram or his a blog or something on the website where it's just like read what george is reading you know and yeah. he he belongs to he pays all his dues he belongs to all of the different stuff in order to be able to get access to those articles and whatnot because sometimes it gets blocked but it's there and he's got great content yes that's well, that's incredible i just want to say real quick ryan uh yeah i think it's great katie that george is on on the board because uh, i was just kind of thinking when we were talking you know i did jury duty one time and uh, when we got done with all the testimony and stuff, it, they went around the room and they pulled everybody in the room and uh, everybody was one way and I was the only one that was in another direction. And then when we started the conversation about why I was in the direction I was, everybody started to come to the realization like, holy cow, we like overlooked that and next thing yeah. you know, it swayed the whole room. But my point behind that is, is a lot of times it only takes one person to stand up and speak their mind and do the right thing for other people to kind of come out of the woodwork and feel comfortable to support something that may go against the grain or might be controversial, um, but to feel like they're not the only ones. Um, it's great to have that leader like George in that in that position. Yeah, but I think that's one of the things that with his bravery i think that it's learned bravery i mean some of it of course natural some of it of course learned over his wisdom and his knowledge over his years but they're like the fear of not being able to say something i mean like the boycott though justified it it was scary to watch and it it's frightening to be able to stand up and start saying something that's out of the norm and like you were saying kevin i mean like it does it takes one person to start changing that but it also it could just take one person to say something where and everybody else in the room is like oh my god i was thinking that but i was too scared and i think some of my dad's blazonness and this is i get to say this because i'm his kid is because he's old like he's just an old guy who gets they to just say don't care whatever anymore. he yeah. wants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, what are you gonna do? Like yesterday, huge. What are you gonna do? Like all the fun <laughs> words that he says and phrases. Like I don't know. He just like it's not that he gets away, but people gravitate towards him, and like he's he's charming and he he's just he's a good person and he wants to hear everybody's stories and he wants to tell you his stories like mm -hmm. i probably have five that are my favorites just from childhood that i've heard a trillion times and i'll request them like we've got <laughs> new friends coming over we're at a cocktail party or at a dinner party or vendors are in town or anything like that and it'll be like oh 
tell the one about about cow tipping when you guys when you when you took that client like they they cut down christmas trees one season for some fast cash and like they ended up getting caught in a field of bulls with a friend that had a broken ankle and like it's this there's just wonderful great stories and <laughs> now as we got older it was just like he'd go into how high like oh you know we had just smoked this joy we were going to pick up this weed <laughs> like, <laughs> and all of the other details come out as we've gotten older but man and like the trips down to florida and the motorhomes and like mm. He's got this one, my brother's godfather, my uncle Andy. He's just like this lovely, really funny New York ginger, right? Just bright red hair, palest skin. And they went down to Miami one year um, to do what you do in Florida on spring break and got a motor home and fried, like sun poisoning fried on both sides and like the way that they dealt with it. And it just, it could be a book. And I wish that he'd write it down someday. <laughs> we had one of those one year for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah. now, and, uh, you know, right away, uh, you know, when we first started talking and, uh, you know, George right away said, that, hey, we've been, you know, definitely donating and, you know, each month. And the time was last prisoner project, and, you know, in Michigan, a lot of the groups that we work with, we do work with them. And kind of their arms so it just made sense and George's like we're gonna donate donate to you know Glenn and the foundation and true to his word I, I called him up um, you know and uh, um, without knowing each other that well and uh, you know we're having that's the, the juke joint jamboree it's redemption foundation fundraiser it's yeah. um, it's in Lanesburg Michigan just seven miles northeast of north of East Lansing um, I live there in my 20s it's got a little uh, special place in my heart, but it's with the Liskey's family farm. It's over 200 years old and they have a barn that for the last 30 years has had, um, you know, world-class blues musicians come play and it's set up and it's really well known. And the Liskey's are part of, uh, you know, the Capital Area Blues Society. And, um, you know, even a hundred years ago, there was, there was concerts going on there and it's just got so much history. It's so cool. And um, we were, I was fortunate enough to go to the Liskey's wedding. Uh, Caitlin and Roy got married uh, about three weekends ago and it was 90 degrees and 95% humid at nine o'clock at night. So this, this Saturday is going to be a little different, but what a great setup. What a great, great time. And I got to see what this is going to be. We have uh, the band, uh, a Lansing band, Mixed Flavors. It's uh, Mike Lynch and a bunch of, uh, you know, some of the old Lansing, Lansing guys that have been playing forever together. But we're having Lathal Sadi who... Um, you know, finalist on The Voice, longtime Michigan cannabis activist, you know, hash bash every year. He, he's the one playing the, the, the national anthem. And, um, you know, he's been around a long time and uh, um, just going to be happier with this event. And there's going to be, uh, you know, thanks to all our wonderful sponsors, uh, Greenstem being the, the premier sponsor. Um, we're able to get Lathe. We're able to have a, a, a great bar set up. There's going to be free cannabis. Right. And we have catered food too, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a wonderful time. Uh, you know, a lot of people that uh, are invited and coming. Uh, you know, it holds about 150, 200 people. We expect it'll be right around that. But it's just gonna be a lot of great people. So if you are listening to this and watching this, um, you, you know, should go. The, the, you should go <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. You see this? Hit, hit me up. Hit me up, and uh, you know, it's been invite only. But if you know me and you want to come, um, you know. Hit me up. It's going to be just an incredible time, and uh, 
is something that we're we're gonna want to try to probably do every year. It's it's such a cool venue and such a good time. But like I said, there's Green Stem, and then it was uh, one of those cool events where um, sponsors everybody just said yes right away, and um, you know, so we, we were able to do this this and. Um, you can come and donate money and, and it all goes to to the foundation and Glenn so we're excited but we got um, sticky uh, is another of the main sponsors uh, you know they're uh, longtime supporters of redemption the foundation uh, Horner and Associates uh, my accountant Amy uh, Greer and you know uh, Kevin's as well and she's just been incredible to work with um, no questions asked donates uh, Driven Grow, uh, my partner Drew, uh, and uh, they are another one as well. Mike Stein Farm Bureau. Uh, Mike's been a big, you know, helped start the MICA with with us uh, early on, and uh, has been a big supporter. And, and uh, you know, excited to have him come. My buddy uh, AK at Shatterhouse, uh, um, you know, processor in Lansing now, Shatterhouse Gummies. He's he's been supporting us for a while too. Bullet Buds, John Laskowski up in Bay City, uh, great family-owned grow, sells all their flour to Sticky, and they got a great relationship. He's been awesome. And then Tom Hamp, uh, Advocate Coach, uh, you know, me and mine and Kevin's uh, business coach. So those are the sponsors, a great list, not all cannabis industry folks, but people that support it and support the foundation in a good cause, and it's going to be just a, a great, great time. So thank you for that. And uh um, you know, I know you're, you're planning on coming up. Uh, what are your yep, thoughts on it? What are your expectations? And, uh, but yeah, um, what, you know, just give me a little bit of a thought as far as, um, no, what we're you're gonna expecting. Have a blast. We're, I think that one of the things that we get excited about at events like this, um, is being able to like recognize how much hard work goes into what you do, you know, and the time that it spends. And then not only that, all of the benefit that comes from all of that hard work. I mean, the expungements that are happening and the redemption, of course, that happens. And like, it's it's important to highlight that so that people can be inspired and they can continue to help. And events like this is great internally as well. Like you've got a lot of people from the industry that are able to get together for another reason outside of just business building a reason to be able to like celebrate an internal culture item with each other and it's important to focus on that kind of stuff and be able to give acknowledgement to it because if we don't put any energy into it like any attention at all then it'll just drizzle like it'll drizzle away and it's so worth it it's such a worthy cause well thank you no i'm super excited uh you know when we we got going with the you know, after we hit legalization and you know everyone we were all excited and celebrating and it, it kind of almost felt like you know talking to Jamie Lowell and some others like 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 there's almost like a year there where there wasn't much uh, activism which we've been used to doing for so long and right. know, getting the foundation going and getting refocused and then when Josie you know, came on board obviously that's a it's a game changer uh, once in a lifetime game changer. So it's, it's been great to do and, and something that, you know, Josie and I were just talking about this morning about making a difference and, and you know, like the resources we have, what we can do with it. And um, we are going to start, uh, there's 144 cannabis prisoners in federal prison right now. And, you know, I know some of them and some of us know some of them and, and there's different cases. So we're going to start a, a new program where we're, you know, just 
getting uh, businesses, whether they're cannabis or not, to sponsor, you know, putting money on their books, which when I was in federal prison, you get a $300 a month limit. Um, and if uh, and if you get three, if you're spending three hundred dollars a month at the commissary, you're balling out in there. You're a big shot. So yeah. just to be able to like take care of those those guys and gals with you know for something that's as little as a hundred or two hundred bucks a month for a store right. or a something grow or something to sponsor, mm-hmm. it's a big big deal to have that because when you don't have it, things cost money, and you get put in it's you just get put in tough situations because like right. my job and my job in there. I had a pretty decent paying job at the law library. I made 20 bucks a month. So <laughs> that was good pay. So it's a uh, it's pretty pretty tough to buy things in there. So we're we're excited about that, you know, um, and continuing continuing to grow. So, you know, thanks thanks for um, you know, for for all the help. We appreciate it. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you a question because um, it's always so fascinating to me and uh, I don't want to say, you know, predicted it, but we did predict a lot of us that are really into cannabis know that people that can't buy cannabis where they're at will drive to get it. I'm sure we all grew up, you know, like, hey, they, you know, Michigan State was dry, I had to drive to Kalamazoo or, or whatever, or you fly to Amsterdam or you go to Colorado. You're on the border, you're, uh, you know, in, in Niles, just, just yep. uh, north of uh, South Bend. What has that been like? Um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm guessing the majority of your, your, your customers are from Indiana and out of state, yeah, we but what, what's, of, we a lot what's of that people. like? So it would be, be to be able to talk about it in seasons. So for example, during tourism season, we see like every year we've hit somebody from every single state. Um, that we've been open. So our tourism in Southwestern Michigan is just absolutely incredible. And then what I always like to think of as a, as a fun thought or a silly thought is that we're, we're up North (laughs) for everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) We're the, we're what's up North. (laughs) So we have everybody's cabins that are from Indianapolis or Cincinnati or Southern Illinois and things like that. And even Chicago, Northern Indiana, everybody's cabins are here and we're their up North house. So not just tourism. And then of course, cabin season and whatnot. So we see all of those clients. Um, But then in off season tourism, we have our Midwestern clientele that does cross the border and they come in. Um, We get a lot of people from Illinois, um, Mm -hmm. particularly because of the taxes and because of the quality of cannabis that Illinois has. Um, Michigan's quality is far superior. Um, And then on top of that, the taxes are more affordable um, and the quantities are more. So, and then in Indiana being fully illegal, um, we see our Hoosiers and we respect their privacy. Yeah. What's uh, what's what do you hear and what's it been like? I actually just read a read an article um, saying that uh, marijuana arrests have gone down in Indiana. Like yeah, South State. Bend, that- South Bend's decriminalized, and <sighs> I a lot of people don't know that. Um, no. Yeah. So South Bend is decriminalized. Um, also 
from what we're hearing is that Indiana, you know, everybody always asks us like, oh, when are they going to go? Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? And it's just like, well, it depends on who you talk to. Um, and it depends on whose opinions they're being swayed by or how biased they are. are. They Do they have real estate property? Do they want to get involved? Like, are they politically tied? There's, there's all these questions, but, or depending on who you're speaking with, but what our opinion on what's happening is Indiana is that they are looking at it just like every other state is looking at it just like just like cannabis what we've seen become a bipartisan issue like an alley issue for us in Michigan it didn't used to be like that now now both sides want to talk about it and it's starting to happen slightly and very slowly in pro you know, in states that are still practicing prohibition. But yeah, so do you have any predictions on Indiana? <laughs> I think that we are going to see the first something written and proposed within the next two to four years. I think that the current governor of Indiana is true to his word where he says that he'll wait until federal legalization. But what I see happening nationally with cannabis and the way that the Supreme Court has put things back into the state's choices, um, I think that what, we'll, what, what I hope to see is decriminalization at a national level. And then I hope to see states being able to choose what happens to the markets and what creates internally. And then it's the state's choice. Because if we look at the way that alcohol prohibition ended, Mississippi wasn't legal. They were a dry state for alcohol until the 50s, until the 1950s and later. And then you still have dry counties. So wouldn't that same logic apply maybe in a parallel industry or universe that's still building and budding i think i think it makes a lot of sense it's a lot like we legalized had to 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 legalize at 18 is make it lo local control i don't know a lot of yep. people don't like that because they haven't opened up but the michigan townships association the michigan municipal league would have never gone neutral no. on it and they would no. have fought it I mean that's just that's just the uh, the uh, the way of life and the facts there. So I really agree with what you said and, and kind of hope the same thing. And you know, Michigan's got a huge head start. Um, you know, huge we're, head start. We're, huge head issue. start. And that's one of the things that you guys did when you first started the association. When you guys were doing all of this work in order to be able to get the groundwork not just laid but the work done to get things legalized. When the laws were built, they were they they looked at other states. They looked at what was working, what wasn't working. They pulled inspiration from other laws and they thought about laws on trying to create an industry where I think there are things that have fallen short is that those laws have not continued to update as the industry updates. And I think that it has matured far faster than anyone has anticipated as well. Um, and I'd, I'd just like to see, I'd like to see more happen for the groups that are privately owned and that are family businesses and are Michiganders. I'd like to see more happening there in order to be able to protect it.
Yeah, Katie, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think that there's really some change that needs to be had and, and also adjustments to the social equity platform. I mean, we haven't really done anything uh, as far as providing funding to get anybody rolling. So, you know, um, I think those are, are some really good keys that you, you've touched on. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, I mean, no, all it's of, like, I think all of the events, I think all of the, the, like the concert this weekend. And I think that the industry itself nationally, internally at a smaller level for our townships and cities, I think that all of it is continuously ever changing. And I think that to create some solidity and some foundation, having conversations and transparency, things like that, and like dad being brave or speaking on currents that people have private thoughts on and recognizing relationships in one another, we can create some stable ground with each other so that we're not all out here trying to catch our trying to catch our breath or trying to catch our step and or catch ourselves and um, rather just, you know, kind of hold each other up and support one another. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more and just thinking about kind of what Kevin said and, you know, there is some major stuff coming in the industry uh, shortly. I'm sure people are going to hear about it and um, maybe, the, you know, the, the uh, maybe it's leveling out a little bit and consolidating. But what, what I think we really need to do and I'd like to see is, uh, you know, like have that. Uh, I heard heard Kevin talk about it that, that, and, and it goes for Kevin and Tom, especially with their product is if people are pre, you know, having to have pre-remediation, um, you know, if it's in their SOPs and they're using it, doing it, and letting people know that the flower they're buying has been microwaved or it's been, you know, grown with care and, you know, and, and has a turf value. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, that happens and there's a way to distinguish easier for the buyers and the, the, the end customer, because, uh, yeah. We got a great chance to, to lead the country and hopefully the world or, or, or be right up there with some of the other great spots. But, you know, um, that that would be we, we need we need quality and we need people to be able to uh, understand the difference, you know. Um, so um, that's that's uh, that's that's my soapbox on that. And, you know, I really hope, uh, you know, with everything that's going on, that we can all band together and push for stuff like that, because uh, you got to be, like you said, your dad. You got to be brave to talk about it. These other states, um, you know, they they use the. Uh, they thought they were going to hire the top five lobbyists and come roughshod over us in Michigan, like they do everybody else. Like, no, it Michigan's in Colorado. different. It, everybody it is. thinks, like, yeah, it's just different. Nobody wants. Yeah, they don't want to recognize it. The clientele is different. The people are different. The land is different. The climates, everything's different here, and you can't really put your finger on it but it's michigan yeah. and it's different and it's it's the best and, and it's it, it is and and we you know like the, with the association and with all the relationships with legislatures been over the years like that that's definitely stopped a few things that normally would have happened so we do got a shot we got some things to fix but uh Maybe we're moving in the right direction here in the next couple of weeks, and uh, yeah. the people, people with a voice, you know, where collectively, uh, Chris is on it. All four of us are on the legislative committee, so um, yeah, let's keep pushing for it. So um, I do have a, a hard out hitting here. Uh, I wanted to let everyone uh, say goodbye and. Uh, 
Um, you know, obviously, before we do that, the, the Juke Joint Jamboree, if you don't know about it you, and you know one of us and you want to come, hit us up, uh, hit me up uh, on Facebook, and, and we'll get you invited Saturday, 6 o'clock in Lanesburg, and it's going to be off the hook. So with that, Tom, uh, any final words? Yeah, man, I'm bummed I'm not going. I'm sorry. So what? I know. I know. I, I picked up a, a gig. It's uh, a festival up in the UP, and it's something we're going to be doing next year as a – uh, licensed event so um, but I'll be there in spirit and tell everyone give everyone our love you know so that really really sure. would be there if it wasn't for this other awesome opportunity which kind of keeps going keeps this whole tra- train on the track you know so yeah. but give Mike Lynch my love for sure too I'm, I'm really cool. about so mm. <laughs> Kevin yeah Katie thanks for coming back on the show um, again uh, so quickly um, it's been it's been great getting to know you and and learn more about green stem and and I can't really be, wait to meet you guys up at the uh, the jamboree this this weekend um, and, and hope hopefully I can uh, maybe uh, barge in on one of Georgia's stories and and, and get oh a, get a little I'll bit of that a taste up. of that I'll you know I'll, I'll lay yeah. you up for yeah one. help me out I, wanna, I, I do want to meet George about aliens well you never perfect. know perfect <laughs> that works for me so yeah no. thanks again for coming on and and uh yeah we wish you guys the best of luck um green stem and really appreciate your support of the redemption foundation it's been awesome no we appreciate you guys thank you guys for having me ryan tom kevin it's really just a pleasure thank you again oh thanks for coming on tell george we missed him uh and uh but we're gonna see everybody saturday and super excited yeah super excited for it uh if you can't come this year, uh, it will be an annual event, and we, uh, you know, it's going to get bigger and better each time. But this one's going to be quite the kickoff. So, um, with that, look forward to uh, next week as well. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about some new, maybe consolidation in the industry and, and what's going on with that. And once again, thanks again, Katie, and we'll see everybody next week. Thank you, guys. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.